We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, guys, welcome to another edition of the Bankroll Challenge, the operative word being challenge, because boy, has it been a challenge this season. But I have brought on today two familiar faces, two kings of showdown to help kickstart this this Bankroll Challenge, which is on its last legs. Big T and Chop, how are we doing? I'm doing good. Uh, very much anxious to finally arrive at the, at the big show here you know i'm i've done all the little shows this is the big this is the big dog right here yeah big t would you call this the flagship show of roto grinders the i mean Bankroll from earlier earlier in the year when we were doing the showdown they asked us to come on i heard this was a gimmick show from from simon <laughs> so i mean I, i'm interested to see what, what kind of gimmicks we run on this thing no, see, that's the thing. I've gotten a bad rap as like a prop comic gimmick guy doing bits and stuff. I want to rebrand as a real tout. I want people to look up to me in the same way they look up to you guys. They look up to you more than us. What do you mean? Well, maybe not Chop because he's a millionaire, but they, they look up. They definitely look up to you more than me. I don't know about that, but this is, so here's my logic, right? I was, I was sucking in this challenge, playing the single entry. My bankroll was down to a hundred. I did that head-to-head GPP against the Air Yards guy, right? Boom, kick-started, got some money flowing. So I was like, I need to throw another curveball because I'm just blowing at this single-entry stuff. So I thought, what a better time than now to redirect my efforts to showdown. What are you guys feeling about this showdown slate? Is this a good time for me to dip my toes in the water? Absolutely. We're going to ship it. So – Describe to me, because it seems like DraftKings, they're kind of putting a premium on the the Green Bay game as their main focus for the biggest prize pool. What's the deal with that? I think they just put the later game always as like the main, just so everyone can play the two-game slate, and then after you feel like your two-game slate might be wearing down or you you want to fire the night, they just always do the night one. I don't think it has to do with the game or whatever, but this is the game, man. This San Fran has treated us good all year. We're bringing good mojo to your program here. That's right. Yeah. What have, uh, it's been 
what is it, Mostert and Kittle? Who have been your guys that you've shipped those uh, 49ers ones with? The, the the one I solo shipped for, for the big hit was this same game, actually, with Kittle and Devontae Adams were the two guys that, that went off. And then the, the running game, Mostert. That was before Mostert started, like, getting the full work. So he came in late and brought the hammer, the, the late hammer for me. So these, these teams, though, we've had a bunch of success with San Fran all year. Chop, let's start with game selection for me here. So I have – $350 left in my bankroll. I obviously need to keep some bullets in the chamber for Super Bowl here, but how would you recommend that I allocate this? Do I get in the the spy single entry showdown or am I, you know, max entering the the $3? What would you recommend? Oh, man. You're behind the eight ball with that bankroll. You need to you need to be careful with it. I'll probably honestly uh you know, I say this. I say this all the time. When you start talking about winning a lot of money, and it comes out of price. Like it, it, it takes a lot of luck, and you're more likely to shoot through a bankroll and lose it all before you ever hit that big one that you think you're going to hit. So, if you're down to like that, that kind of amount of money, if that's somebody's bankroll, I'm not. I'm not trying to win the million. I'm not trying to win a hundred grand. In that scenario, I'm probably sticking to the very the, the much smaller pools. You know, maybe I can go five or ten times my money, whatever I put in there. Something smaller, single entry is good. I don't, you know, you don't want to get in there against those big dogs like Big T dropping those hundred lineups on you. You, you know, you're gonna have a tough time. So yeah, three entry max, single entry. Man, I don't even. This might be sacrilegious here, but you could even go for triple ups. Triple ups are fine too in showdowns. Actually, you'll drop up. You'll, you'll drop off a third of the pool anyway, of people who just make stupid mistakes. And now you're only fighting against two thirds of the pool, and a third of it's going to win money. So something like that would, would be nice with that kind of bankroll. Okay, so I don't know. I need to find something in between. I think the 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 ten dollar super heavy up top mega prize pool and the triple up. I need something, you know. Big T that still gets the juices flowing. I need a big score. I need one that Roto Grinders is forced to do headline. Peter Overzet wins X amount of money. They're not doing that for a triple up. I I need I need the article headline winning contest. I I, I sent a tweet out earlier in the week that I think the best tournament, all sports showdown, NFL, NBA, every single every single thing is this twenty max. Like this three dollar twenty max. And it's perfect for showdown because it gets you multiple combinations. We could even cycle through it t- today. I don't know what you want to do, but like 20, 20 max. If I had a hundred dollars, I'd for sure do twenty in that. Probably one in the ten dollar, just in case. Just in case we happen to peel the nuts and, and ship that big dude, and then maybe like a a twelve dollar single entry that that twelve dollar forty k thing. Like that's a hundred and two bucks. I like that breakdown a little bit, but granted, I, I do have not great bankroll management. I like to fire <laughs> it off. Yeah. No, I like – how about this? How about I do um, – I, I max enter the, the $3.20 for each of the – for each of the games. That puts me at 120 and then I'll do a, a single $12 single entry in each as well to keep my, my single entry roots alive. That will put me at one one forty four. Uh, which I think is good here for this slate. Chop, you you down for this for me? Yeah, and then you know if something goes haywire here and you and you don't and you don't and you don't peel the nuts, then at least you still got a little something left for Super Bowl, and you can say you made it to the end of the season. Right? He's and already it's... reloaded. What do you mean? <laughs> no, he didn't. No, no. Yeah, he told they, me last they, week. I, was, I made it. I made a special appearance last week, and I heard he reloaded already. Did, they, did, did DraftKings accept the man's coin as as compensation? Dude, DraftKings is only accepting fiat right now. It's really uh, <laughs> cramping my ability to, to spew, you know? Um, okay, so now that we have that settled, when if I'm making 20 lineups, is the first thing I'm doing, I'm heading over here to lineup HQ, and I'm, I'm thinking I need to have some kind of core. There's got to be what? How many guys am I lock buttoning um, to give me a tight core here? I mean, I I always go super tight core. Like, even if I'm playing 150, anyone that's, like, seen whenever I post a screenshot or something and you see it, like, all my little whatever those things are, the green tickers, whatever you call them, 
are all the way at the top of the graph or all the way at the bottom if you don't do good. Like, I never have the graph, like the payout graph, where it's all the way across. I just play a tight core and go with the game script. And if you hit it, you're going to have a chance to win. If you don't, you're probably going to get zero back. But that's how I think you should be playing these. So do you like thinking about, as far as your first level of decision-making, do you like thinking landing on a game script first or like landing on a couple of pieces you like? Like what's the order that you prioritize? I think it goes hand in hand. Like if you pick your game script, like so you want to start with this KC game first? Yeah, let's do it. So like Tennessee more so than anybody, like if they get their game script, it's going to be run heavy. It's going to be running the clock. So you would naturally just start with Henry. Whereas if you like the Kansas city side, you're probably going to look at fading Henry in a showdown slate where if Kansas city gets up a couple touchdowns, we say this every week and the big dog always gets rolling, but, if he somehow does find himself down three touchdowns, it's got to kill him, and he's going to be high-owned. So, Chop, what do you think about that? Yeah, to that question, I uh, first first, I'm, I'm knocking out all the guys in there that I don't think can give me a, a fairly decent amount of points. Like, I don't need, I don't need to, all the hangers-on in my player pool, right? I don't need all those fourth and fifth wide receiver options for Tennessee. But and then, and then it's game script. And uh, he's right. It, it's just okay. So we're kind of at a, I want to say a disadvantage in this game. But if we had played uh, the, the Tennessee game in the prior two weeks, Derrick Henry wasn't popular, you know, and we could have made a killing with that. Now the it's kind of reversed. Now he'll be a popular option. So now you got to take that into consideration. Like you know, we're going to get even in the two two games, he's going to be super. Like he's projected at seventy percent almost. So in the showdown, he's going to be popular. So we got to be careful with that. I would love nothing more than our running back to deliver another Super Bowl this year, and then we can shut up all the running back haters who you know are out there. I don't want to mention no names, but like Davis Maddock is still writing articles on why Ryan Tannehill's eighty-eight and seventy-two yards are more valuable than Derrick Henry in these two playoff wins, like. But he's going to be so popular, I don't know if I can take that game script this week. I might have to go a different route. So, Chop, if you are leaning – or Big T, if you're leaning toward a game script where you're trying to fade Henry, and say you're building 150 or I'm building 20 here, are you full fading Henry or are you just going underweight and you're still going to have like 25% so you're not dead if the big dog gets rolling? No, I'm full fading. I'm either full fading or I'm going – I'll leave him in my pool and give him a way lower projection. Like, So right now, if you go to the Blitz, he's projected 22.56, I think. I don't. I assume that's, that's updated, but somewhere around 22 points. So if I wanted to fade him, I'd give him something like maybe, – maybe I'd lower him to 14 or, or something like way lower to where maybe he hits some of my combos still. Because what you don't want to happen is somehow you just get terrible combos that even if Henry has a bad game and scores a touchdown, he gets like 12. Yeah. And you could have had him, but instead you have some other scrub that gets you eight or something. Because you're not going to all – especially when you're doing 150, you're not going to hand check every single one of them. At least I don't. I mean, you don't have time for that. So 20, you can, you can hand check them a little easier. But So I, I think I like that better. Like I'd, I'd set them at like 14 points – and then set his max ownership at like 30 or something just mm-hmm. to where I probably won't get much still because of his salary. But if it somehow did fit, he'll, he'll just show up organically or whatever. Yeah. And so then if we're going to, I like the idea of fading Henry. I mean, I've been fading him all season. I mean, what could go wrong? Uh, might as well just keep the train rolling. It, it, it's nothing would be more fishy than to all of a sudden play him the week that everyone has coronated him. <laughs> Isn't so any bust? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and also, do you know what other equity we have, guys? We have Soccer Dave tears equity. I mean, not only mm. do we get mm. to ship it, but we get those sweet, sweet tears. That's I mean, the conundrum we're in this week. We, <laughs> we've got two. We've got the soccer Dave side, and we got the running back hater side. Which one? Which one would we like to see suffer the most? That's a t- that's a tough question. It is. That is true. I forgot about the other side because then Davis, you know, gets to write another ten thousand word article. We don't <laughs> want to see that either. Okay, so oh. if we are going with this game script and we're fading Henry then we obviously are assuming the Chiefs are putting up big points. We're assuming that the Titans are having to pass a lot. 
one other thing that I feel like is the classic showdown wrinkle is how are you handling kickers and defenses? Obviously, it's like, can they outscore the guys that are priced uh, around their range, the skill position players? To me, if we are thinking the Chiefs get up big, the Chiefs D becomes pretty interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, we could do a long – we could talk for hours about how to how to set up lineup HQ and with rules and stuff where a lot of the times we've had the most success with going like a, just an onslaught where you need to set rules where if you play the Damian Williams and maybe a more run heavy, then you, you filter in some defense. And, and defenses are just so random that – just while I'm talking about it too, like a lot of people won't play – the Titans defense against the Chiefs, which is naturally how you think in full slates. And I'm not saying to go overboard, but when you're when you're doing the thing for especially 150 teams, I'll set it at like 10% to 20% to where I no matter what get 10% Titans defense. Even in a even in a Chiefs offensive heavy slate, because just like last week we saw with Houston, they block a punt to the house. And that automatically gets you unique. Like, no one's going to do that. So that gets you a unique build right away. And if they somehow score a touchdown and get you, like, 10 to 12 points, they're going to outscore all those scrub guys like Tajay Sharp and all these other cheap guys that that just suck. So don't don't take the Ds out. But, yeah, the Chiefs D easily is a great play on a slate like this. So if I'm – Chop, if I'm making 20 lineups, are, should I be – do you think I hand make these or do you think I use the lineup HQ, set some of my rules, and then and then see what it spits out? For me, 20 is my cutoff point. When, when I, if I can build 20 or less, I, I'll do it by hand. If it's yeah. over 20, I'll start using the tools. But 20 or less, I got plenty of time. You know, the game's not until later on Sunday. I could just – I like to like throw a couple in every day leading up to Sunday. Then Sunday morning, you pound it down a little bit. But 20, I think you can do 20 by hand. You get that way you get some good quality, quality control there. Um, Big T in, in the, in lineup HQ, uh, are you using ceiling projections? What projections are you using in here to run your, your uh, first uh, run here? I always put standard, but I edit all mine too. So I go through each player and, I mean, it, it doesn't take long at all. But, like I said with Henry, so I know we're fading it. Right away, I just take him to, like, 14 or 15 points, lower him. And then I just go player by player. Like, if I know I want to go Kansas City heavy, maybe I go a little heavier on a guy like A.J. Brown just because they're going to be playing from behind. So, he's projected, like, 13 right now. Mm-hmm. I might crank him up to, like, 15 or 16 just mm-hmm. to, to maybe get a little boost on him. And same with the, the passing game. So, I start with mean or, or the is that the middle one mean yeah the mean one and then I'll look at other I'll, I'll look at a bunch of different projection sources too where you can kind of you get a good feel with where everyone wants them and just make your own I mean but if I had to choose it'd be mean for sure how about this how about we we see what uh, Derek Cardi's optimal splitting spitting out here and then we can start to look at some of our um, the ways we want to start to uh, bully the optimal. And I think everyone can get around bullying Derek Cardi's optimal, right? I mean, really get oh, you know, absolutely around. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it looks like we're getting, first of all, we're getting a ton of Anthony Ferkser here uh, up at uh, 17 here coming in at 2.36% owned. Chop, that sounded like the kind of guys you're saying you like to throw out because they don't have the ceiling you want. You know, uh, he did score a touchdown in that first playoff game. So yeah. I, I can't say, you know, too, too negative on him. But that, that's his upside, and he still didn't do all that well. So I don't – yeah, he's the kind of guy I do, I do throw out. So I, I know your optimals are always, you know, going to throw in uh, – in a situations like this, they're always going to put in cheap guys who are just going to – they project to score anything because it wants to jam in the big studs too. It does the same thing in basketball and in optimals, but for the sake of this, I, I like to throw guys like Ferkser right out the window. Big T, what if with the kind of game script we're starting to build around, what do you think is the ideal? Do you think it is an onslaught Chiefs, or do you think it's more balanced because we need the Titans passing in, in garbage time? So for me, I, I think it's more of an onslaught. Like if you go with the Chiefs, 
I think you need them to score a bunch of points. I would even set a rule like I, I'd get rid of I'd get rid of a, a lot of these Titans pieces and set it to like one to two max. So like maybe you get Tannehill and AJ, or maybe you get AJ and some cheap guy, or and just to where no matter what we don't get more than two Titans would be would be one of the key rules I would set. Okay, sounds good. And so if we're doing that in the uh, – walk me through here. So is that something I do in uh, opponent play or player groups? I, what I would do before anything is just literally – so I would click captain. I should have pulled up the thing where I can see your screen. But oh, I would sorry. click it. I would do a captain, and then I would, I would just eliminate all the Tennessee guys first from captain because I definitely don't want a Tennessee guy in captain in this game. Okay. Which will clean up – it'll make it easier when you end up Going going to your groups and stuff, yeah. But it just gets rid of all of them, and then kind of, and then after that, I would click flex and just get rid of every other Tennessee guy before anything. Not the the guys we really don't want. So we, I mean, we could even go through it super quick and like, like who who don't you want, child? Throw some guys. Like who should we x out? Uh, for like Dion Tennessee. Lewis, for sure. Like, no way we're playing him. Uh, I don't know. You know, Dion, you never know. I mean, like, if you look in the in the lineup HQ right now, you'll see guys down there. Uh, Karee Blasting game. Like, I don't, I'm never going to play Karee Blast. Michael Pruitt, I've never even heard of these guys. I didn't even know they existed. Pruitt so, caught a ball last week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that, maybe that will drive up his ownership. Good. That, that 1% yeah. will be dead. So, like, I, I don't want those guys – uh, I'll keep any, anybody who seems like, you know, keep the character around, quarterback, number one and two wide receivers, tight ends, these other guys. Eh. You know, I could even keep around, you know, I mean, who else? The Tennessee defense, like you said, is, is fine because you just never know. Like we're looking for the top six scorers in this game altogether. Yeah. Why couldn't one be a defense? Like, like if we look last week at the Kansas City game, you know, you would have thought – Tyreek Hill. Well, he was a dud. And then, actually, besides Mahomes and Kelsey, who else did it on the Kansas City side? Not really very, very much on the Kansas City side outside of those two. But if you would have ran it back with the Houston defense, you're, you're just golden. That's how you ship the whole thing. So you can keep that that defense on there. But yeah, those guys at the bottom of that projection pool are are, are garbage. I don't want them. If they catch a touchdown, then so be it. I'll move on to the next game. That's why the that's why the late slate is a. Uh, more uh, money than the, than the earlier one because we can just move on. So Big T for s- zoning in on uh, which captain we want, how many in, in a, a lineups uh, or in a portfolio of 20 lineups, how many different captains do you think we have? Are we cycling through or should we settle on two or three for, for the lineups? Yeah, I, I think two or three for sure. Like it, you could cycle if you wanted to do like a receiver, like maybe you throw – if we were playing Henry, like it depends on how much salary you, you would need the other way, which if we needed Henry, I would think you could play some cheaper captains just to make it happen. But I don't I don't think we need Henry. So yeah. if you don't need salary, I mean I think you can pretty much limit it to just these better guys like Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek, these guys with the big time upside. Because we can make it work. Like we can we can filter some of these cheaper pieces in in different spots. We still got the Chiefs D, we got the kicker. Yeah. We got we got some cheap pieces like Demarcus Robinson, Hardman. I mean, there's plenty of pieces we can get. So, for me, if I was doing 20, I think I would just limit it to Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill. So I would I'd literally x out every other player in my captain. And okay. And uh, and what in is the thought too? Just that Damian not having this the ceiling as those guys as well, or I just he's going to be so popular and his price is kind of up there. Like he's not much less than Kelsey and Tyreek. Yeah. He scored three times last week, but he didn't do that much. I just, I don't know. I'm kind of down on Damien to be honest. Yeah. Let's see what this uh, just spits out. Now that we've done a little bullying, we put Derek Cardi in the locker. We took his lunch money (laughs) and now we're finally going to see what we got here. Um, Yeah. And so then, Let's see. We'll, uh, yeah, we got to watch time too, so we can make sure we talk about this Green Bay, uh, uh, San Francisco game. Any other just general takes on this game? Obviously, you know, Kelsey's coming off the monster game. You got to think he'll be more highly owned than Tyreek. I kind of like going to Tyreek, but is everyone going to have that same thought process? And all of a sudden, Kelsey is right in line with him again. 
I think they're both going to get a ton of ownership. But, I, I mean, what me and Chop talked earlier. We kind of, I think, like Tyreek a little more than Kelsey this week too. But, again, it, it, it's – it's probably a true coin flip. Like I think one of them for sure goes off. The other one probably lets us down. So just a coin flip to me, I think. Okay. Clearly I didn't bully the optimizer enough because I'm still getting all these Titans in here. What do I do to so, get my men one? Titan? One quick rule. I, I mean, I always take the time to, I always do it through groups myself. Like I yeah. go to player groups, I go to create group, I rename it Titans and I literally type in every dude, but let me see if, if you go to like, Team player groups, what does it spit out? Let's see. We can do look, go go to build rules. Okay. Build rules and then click on there's a little section that says build settings or players per team. You go to players per team and adjust it there. Okay. Let's see. Where am I seeing players per team? Why is oh there we go. Sorry. Players per team. Okay. And so so in this game script, we like the idea of just one Titan in, in our lineups. I would set it one to two, just in case two yeah. some I mean you can do one for sure though. You know, I, yeah. I'd go a step further here. You you've only got twenty. What Big T was saying about Derrick Henry earlier and one of the sprinkling men, some that really applies to what he does because the way he plays, which is good. But with only twenty, I almost I almost treat that like it's a single entry, almost. Yeah. I'll do twenty, but I might even X out Derrick Henry because you only got 20 lineups. You don't want to fool around with, like, if we, we're going to stuff in the Chiefs, then we just do it. You know, we're going to go with Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey in there, and we're going to, we're going to hope it's a big game. Like, if I start to play around with more lineups later on, then, then I start doing different game scripts. But with only 20, I say you stick to a game script and roll with it, which for me would be I'm going to X out Derrick Henry, and if things work out right, I look at the ownerships right here. I could drop off 65% of the player, 65% of the teams in this contest. I could ditch them right, right there at the front door, man, if this works out right. All right. So we finally got the optimizer doing uh, what we want here. We're getting a lot of uh, Tannehill, Tajay Sharp, and Ferkser. We're also getting <laughs> someone who I have never heard of in my life, a Dion Yelder. Are you, uh, are you guys familiar with this young man? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> We, what we team does a, he play for? The Tennessee? He's uh no, he's a Chiefs tight end. I mean, anytime oh. you can project Blake Bell uh for a couple of targets, Blake Bell's backup, I mean. Uh I don't know what's going on here with Yeah, Brian. like we gotta get him out of there. We, we gotta get him out of here. Yeah. All right, so we'll nuke him. How's he even hitting stuff? That's I mean, when we have more time, like we could literally film like a three yeah. hour video how to do like everything because it all that little stuff adds up, though. Like, people don't take the time to – say you ran 150 teams and you didn't clean out guys. Like, you're going to end up have so many teams that are just busted because of freaking Dion Yelder hitting somehow. Yeah. Well, do you guys – so, let's now – now that we're kind of drilling down in here, and I, like you said, we could get way into the weeds here. Um, yeah. It looks like we're needing some, you know, cheap – Chiefs because we're doing this onslaught it looks like it's giving us a decent amount of Chiefs D and Butker which I'm cool with it's also sprinkling in a little bit of LaShawn McCoy some Demarcus Robinson I think I saw Darwin here do you guys have a preference on a a Chiefs uh Chiefs guy I'd take guys like Shady McCoy out too because he got no snaps last week I was kind of high on him I don't want him to even hit it. Like, I, I try to eliminate just all those guys. I'd rather play – honestly, I'd rather play a cheap Titans guy than some of these guys. Like, you look at – like, I can't play Shady. Uh, I can't – I mean, these these cheap receivers you can for sure play. Hardman yeah. and Demarcus Robinson and, and guys like that. But, like, Humphreys – Humphreys is back this week. He's only 800 for Tennessee. I think, like, if you're fading Henry and it's going to be a blowout script – Save all your salary. Don't waste it on Tennessee guys and play a guy. Like, just for fun, what if you click the lock button on Humphreys? What does it spit out for you? A lot better teams, I'm guessing. Yeah, let's go um, back over. So, but just from, like, a process standpoint, you're saying, um, oh, yeah, we had already excluded him, right? Um, I'm just going to go back to this real quick, the lineup. So, you're saying, like, I see these lineups that are getting spit out. I don't 
I might need to come off of the onslaught because I'm just getting a ton of like Ferkser and Sharp and and maybe do a more of a four two thing. Is that what you're saying? No, I still like the five. I just think you gotta you gotta tinker a little bit to maybe get a different route to where you're not getting the cheap Chiefs guys. Like, don't waste a spot on Byron Pringle or or Bell or these guys that. If I'm playing a cheap guy in an onslaught, it's going to be a Titans guy over a Chiefs guy because these Chiefs guys are going to be the ones that score us the points. So, yeah, I know well, we talked earlier about how we would get rid of some of the Titans guys, but then we then we when we went to the full onslaught, I think it, you can kind of include these guys like Humphreys and Tajay Sharp. One of those two should be pretty good at these price points, depending mm-hmm. on it, how how healthy Humphreys is. Okay. And I'm never playing crappy Corey Davis either, for the record. Like, he's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, – what, did he suck out with the one catch for yeah. one touchdown? A freaking Tebow jump pass touchdown. Like, was his only uh, – he's so bad. Yeah. So, what do you think about – like, so this team – look, I'm trying to find one here that might be, like, a clean kind of team that you could use here. Like, so, if you are – say if you're deciding between, you know, pick your flavor between a Humphreys or Tajay Sharp. you got a Mahomes captain – to Tyreek, but then it also has Chiefs and Butker. If you have Mahomes as your quarterback, are you wanting one more wide receiver in there, or is this still a lineup you would feel comfortable rolling out? If you put Mahomes in the captain, I think you should have two or three pass catchers for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so there's lots of, um, you know, stuff that you need to do to to mess around and get these correlations uh, how you like it, but – I think this is a good start for us here. Do you guys have any other just generic uh, player game takes on this game uh, before we move on to the other one? No, I'm good. I think I think I covered my part. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. And what? Well, one other thing because I have seen people saying, is it viable? Do you think on a slate like this to do a punt captain with the idea being like if four or five guys have twenty plus points that you wouldn't otherwise be able to fit? and you have them all in your flex spots. Is that a viable route? I think it's the biggest mistake people make, honestly. Like, so many people do this route. And, yeah, I like it if it, if it was like, I don't know the scenario, but Kansas the, City. The, Ram, the Rams-Kansas City yeah. last year is a good example. Or Kansas like, City-New Orleans if they were playing, or like yeah. two offensive powerhouses. But I don't – Tennessee just doesn't have the firepower. If Tennessee's good in this game, I think it's a low-scoring game where, where they're running the ball. I don't see a spot where they they win this game like 40, 48 to 44. I mean, it's it's definitely possible with the Chiefs, but I think tons of people do that, and it just burns teams because say you play Tajay Sharp in there to get guys in and he gets like six. Like, I could have Mahomes get 40 in the captain, and you're just giving up so many points that – I just – I think it's bad. Yeah. All right. Let's hop over to uh, this Green Bay, San Francisco. Chop, what's your uh, your high-level overview of how you think this game flow is going to go? <laughs> I don't think – I don't think I'm in the minority here. I think Frisco really beats them down pretty good. So, it's another thing we got to look out for is, is everybody thinking the same thing as you. And for me, I feel like it's San Francisco. I feel like it's pretty easy to say Kittle is – you know, their best pass catcher. And and obviously they got a good um, two-headed monster, at least in the backfield, maybe three. Tevin Coleman really stepped up last week. I think everybody's going to be on that. So we gotta we have to uh, figure out some things to do that make us a little bit different because the worst thing you can do is finish in first place and look to see that you split it, you know, 4,000 ways and you're only making 100 bucks off of your $20 entry. That, that kind of sucks. Big T, what do you think is going to be the chalk construction in, on this game? Yeah, I, I think everyone falls into the same thing. Like, they're going to play Kittle, Adams, Rodgers, these running backs, I mean, Monster. You got Coleman's priced up, so Coleman might end up being somewhat lower owned than, than we think. But I, everyone's just going to play the, the same guys like they always do in these San Francisco games. You got Debo. There's just so many, so many ways you can go that – I always like San Francisco because I feel like they smother teams and you can play two of their running backs. And I don't think a lot of people do that. So like one of my key rules I'm more than likely set is every team to have two of the three guys. Like no one's going to play Breda really. 
he is only 1800 which is just too cheap. I mean, he's going to get carries. If he gets it going, I'm good with rolling a guy like that to be able to get – because I, I need to play Devontae, I think. I need to I need to play Kittle for sure, but not in the you, – you might not need to do it in the captain. So, yeah. There's lots of ways to go, but I think you can get an edge by doing something like the two running backs for San Francisco. Yeah, so you uh you're you're the San Francisco whisperer here. Do you think because Brita he he hasn't been playing well and has kind of even seemed to get benched a bit, but we've seen yeah. them yank yank around the usage a lot. So you think I mean that, he got he got eight carries last week. Yeah. And he's only 1800. Like pretend in a world. We talked about this earlier on the showdown show too. He's super thin, first of all. Like, if he doesn't play good, I think he even fumbled last week, to be honest. Yeah, he fumbled last week, too. But if he, just pretend in a world he somehow breaks a 40-yarder in the first drive and then he, he breaks off another little run. Like, they could easily go with a hot hand approach like they always do. And there's definitely an outcome where he's the guy that gets a majority of the work. And if they blow a team out, they're always going to give at least two of these guys work. So... I don't think he's going to be like my dead core piece, but I mean, this dude got eight carries last week. He's 1800. Like he's just free. So I I like playing two of these guys for sure though. Yeah. And I, I mean, like you said, the 49ers have been a textbook example of, you know, situations where people get overconfident in the usage, just like last week, we all assumed and uh, knowing Shanahan's willing to yank it around. So I think leveraging that overconfidence makes sense. One other interesting thing to me, and I guess you're not getting a huge discount on him, is all throughout the whole season when Jamal Williams has been healthy, I mean, they've been using him in like a near 50-50 split with Aaron Jones. Everyone's going to much prefer Aaron Jones, but you're getting him for over you know 50% discount. When they played earlier this season, he had seven targets and six catches. Do you see any path to Jamal Williams in catch-up mode being the preferred back if he's back to to full health. He was the guy that he was the guy that wanted for me in that game that because no one had him and he, he just was crushing in scrub time. So I don't know. I definitely like him. I'll definitely have him in my player pool. I just do worry that he only got one carry last week and one target. So man, I, I do worry about it. In a blowout, he definitely could get some work, but we saw it last week with Shady. We saw it Last week with Jamal, they might these teams might just be saddling up their their better type running back this time of year. So I am a little worried about Jamal. Chop, are you feeling uh, an onslaught uh, kind of construction for this one as well? Yeah, that's the way I, I'm leaning right now. I mean, if you want it to be totally contrarian, yeah, you take you can play the shootout factor here. You can play Green Bay wins this game, that kind of a construction. But, yeah, I think uh, I think I feel a blowout here. And I think Frisco is one of those teams where we can expand our range of captains here because you never know who's going to be the two-touchdown scorer. It could be Debo, Kittle, one of those running backs, one of those three running backs. Garoppolo could sneak one in and throw for three pass. Like, like unlike Kansas City where we can narrow it down, our captain selection – for Frisco, I think we can expand our captain selection, and, and maybe that gets us a little bit different. Yeah. Who? So who are you liking for captains, Big T? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it would be Kittle. Like, I'm going to be super narrow. Even on my 150, it's going to be Kittle or one of the running backs. I'm not going to captain. I, I could maybe play a little bit of San Francisco D, too, just in case they just completely smother them and, and get a touchdown and, and completely dominate. But for the most part, it would be Kittle, Coleman, Mostert, and even a sprinkle of Breda in the captain. Seriously. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with that in the in the build here. What when you captain Kittle, um, are there are you always pairing him with Garoppolo or is he the type of player that you don't have to do that with? I'm not for sure because I San Francisco is a team that could easily like throw one bomb to Kittle or get him a bunch of volume. And then let the running backs finish drives. Uh, a lot of teams you would. Like, I think technically that's that's proper to do that. But San Francisco is not one of those teams. And I almost don't like Garoppolo in this game because if they do get a big lead like we think they can, they're not going to keep throwing. They're just going to pound the ground game. 
they could still get Kittle some volume. So I think I, I, I like these running backs a little more than Kittle even. And another route, too, that we didn't talk about, I think it's viable to play Devontae Adams in the captain with five San Francisco guys in the utility. Mm. And San Fran just kills them, but Devontae gets a bunch of mop-up time, catches 10 to 15 balls, maybe a late touchdown to get you over the hump. No one does this, but I think it's pretty viable, actually. Yeah, that, how do you feel about that, Chop? Yeah, we've done that before, and we've had success with that. Is uh, the one guy you run back from the other team, you put him up in the captain or the MVP spot, and and that that can definitely work out. So I could see that happening. I'll probably Big T's a lot higher on Devontae than I am this week. I mean, he's a stud. I get it. I probably don't have as much interest in Devontae, but that's just because my brain's telling me they're going to shut him down. It looks like the optimals are spitting out a ton of. Uh, San Francisco D and Robbie Gold. I'm not seeing too many scrub 49ers in here. Uh, I assume that's how you guys like it. Or, oh, there's a, a Kyle Juszczyk. Are you going to mess around with any of these uh, cheap guys? One of the things the optimizer is always going to do that I think kills people, that's why you got to do, when you tinker, you got to mess with the rules because it's always just going to spit out the optimal number. And I, it, you hardly ever see a kicker and a defense from the same team in an onslaught, like on the winner, like ever. It's just so hard for both to happen. Like if the defense scores, if they, I don't know. It feels like a terrible correlation. So I'll usually set a rule where I don't get both of them, but on any team, I really don't want both of them unless it's a cash lineup. Like I think that's a good floor, but I don't – right, Chop? Like you ever play a kicker and a defense in like a tournament bill? I mean, we, we've done it like on, when the game when the green game fits and we really think it's going to be low scoring and, you know, anything could happen like that. But in this case, I don't think we see that. We see touchdowns coming from San Francisco, so I, I don't think it makes sense right here at all. But, I mean, I, mean, I, could, I can name maybe a couple times over the past two years when we've actually thought kicker defense on the same game because cer- certain circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had bad luck with defenses too. Like I feel like I always like defenses more than I should. And they just hardly ever at the beginning of the year, they were getting there a lot, but lately I just feel like they're never in the winter. I don't know. Like I'm down on defenses for some reason. If you're playing two San Francisco running backs together, are you going to have the defenses in most of those lineups as well or not necessarily? I think it correlates good, but I don't think you have to. Yeah. Like I'm setting that rule for sure. Like I guarantee on Sunday, all of my San, all of my teams will have two San Francisco running backs. But so if I have all, if every team has that, I don't want the defense on all of them. So I don't think you need that rule. But it, it's definitely fine for sure. I'd rather play the D than the kicker, probably. Yeah. Um, oh, I just remembered too. If you guys want, I created this week uh, for the the viewer league. I created um, two showdown contests, one for each of these. Looks like we still got space, just at $10. If you guys want to come splash around, I see head choppers already in here. Um, I don't know if Big T is going to grace us with his presence. Oh, I'm getting in for sure. You know, I just hate too, getting in early because then I got to look at that. He's too rich for that. Oh, you know, if you don't get in those listener leagues. I haven't shipped a million dollars, Chop. I mean, not. I mean, one of you's got a bucket of man's coins next to him, and the other one's got a freaking million dollars in the bank. So yeah. I'm clearly the third richest here. There we go. So yeah, if uh, I'll post the uh, the link, uh, or you guys can, I'll post it on Twitter. You can check it in the show notes. All that good stuff here. Um, let's see. So what I, I got a I got a lot to think about. It, it sounds like I. You know, I'm going to go in the lab with some of these rules. I'm going to figure out some of the guys I want exposure to. Uh, any other words of wisdom for for a showdown newbie looking to 20 max, you know, and and, and take this down? Go ahead, hey, go. Okay, I'll say I'll say it is that we say it every show, it, it, you know, but it's not about projecting players. It's not about any of it. It's about finding the right game script. You could tinker around with all the game scripts, too. You could play around with all different scenarios, but just make sure the six guys you put in your lineup fit your game script. Don't have contrasting players going against, e- going against each other in, the, in a game script. You don't want two different game scripts in the same roster build. 
Stick to a game script no matter what. In that first game, Kansas City onslaught, play it like that. Play it like Kansas City smashes them, and you only want one or two Tennessee guys. And what's the optimal Tennessee guys to run back in a in a blowout kind of thing? But then your next team could be totally – your next team could be Tennessee gets it going with the passing game, and all of a sudden we got a shootout. Who do I want in that scenario? Well, give me the Tanny Hill to A.J. Brown and run it back with some Kansas City pass receivers. It doesn't matter what game script you want. Just make sure your players correlate to that game script. It sounds like what you're saying, Chop, is your lineup should tell a story. You know, one, one would say that. <laughs> one would say that. Big T, I actually got a question here. Uh, not even a chat question. This is texted from our uh, buddy Bobby Gomes. He says, ask Big T what he leaves for salary in showdown. So it depends on how chalky the slate is. Uh, the slate is that you're looking at. Like if it's sometimes you just have slates where the team just automatically builds each other and it's super easy. So I'll I'll leave more salary, but I'm definitely okay with leaving a ton because for perfect example is the when I shipped this big one with Kansas or with San Francisco Green Bay the first time, I had Jamal Williams on that build like I said, which got me unique, but I could have fit. Any other Packers guy, I already had Devontae, but I could have had Rodgers. Like one of the builds that was similar to mine that had a huge train of people was Rodgers instead of Jamal. So literally, if I would have looked at it and thought naturally like how most people would, like say that was my only team, I would have been like, I can get up to Rodgers from Jamal. Of course I'm going to do that. But it's showdown. It's more important to be unique. It's an onslaught. So you think in your head if it's late in the game – Maybe Jamal gets a little scrub time and gets in there and gets you over the hump, and it just so happened to work. But I agree with that. Like, I think it's very good to leave even upwards of 10K in salary. People aren't going to do that. But, say, in all these games, there's an example of it. Like, in this one, for example, Breda, Breda instead of Mostert on a team. You can fit Mostert, and you go with Breda instead. That naturally – just gives you a, a great, unique team. And it sounds crazy on the surface. Like, you mean to tell me to play Breda over Mostert when I can fit Mostert? And, and they'll think you're crazy. But when it gets to the end of the game and Mostert's hurt or he fumbled twice and Breda's in there, or it's just scrub time and Breda's in there, there's so many scenarios where you just have to be unique. And like Chop said, as long as it tells a story and you can explain it, it's good with me. I don't care about the salary. Yeah, and I think that is such a huge thing with these top payout prizes is like it almost seems like one of your number one goals should be a lineup that's not duplicated. As long as you're not just completely burning it, like <laughs> yeah. playing whoever that dude was you said. What was that dude's name? Oh, uh, Elder. <laughs> Dion whatever Elder. that dude. As long <laughs> as we're not playing Elder or whatever the dude's name is, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're good. Like as long as you have healthy dudes that – like Brita, sure, you might not, but he can get you there. Right. I, as long as you can tell a story, I'm good with it. So one last thing that we haven't talked about a ton, other than just the obvious, like we know Derrick Henry's going to be massively owned. We haven't talked a ton about ownership. Is it for you, like when you're looking across, say like Debo and Emmanuel Sanders or whatever, that it's all so close that you're just picking whoever you prefer? Or are you using ownership to make any of those tiebreaker decisions? Go ahead, John. Yeah, I think that when when we're dealing with like, if it, and if, if it's something you like and it's out there, then, and, and the ownership numbers are even, like you said, pretty pretty similar. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about 10% ownership difference between you two guys. But like, if I start to feel like, man, there's a chance that this guy doesn't have a good game. Like Derrick Henry's a perfect. Like earlier this year, third, I think it was second or third game of the year, we did a showdown. Christian McCaffrey was on there against Tampa. We did not like Christian McCaffrey. We just didn't like him in the game in general. Not because he was because he was going to be 90% owned. We just didn't like him as much. And then you factor in that big ownership and we were easily able to fade him and he, he put up his worst game of the year. So let's say Derrick Henry this week, massively owned. I'm already got the feeling that I don't really like Derrick Henry that much. He, he paid off the last two weeks. He did his job for me this year. I'm fine with that. Now I don't like him as much. Oh, and he's also going to be 60, 70% owned. I can get away from that. So if we're talking about tighter ownership, I'm not worried about it. If I really like guys, I can I can go ahead and 
play them at high ownership and, and get different somewhere else. But man, it's the icing on the cake when you already have doubts about a guy and he's going to be highly owned. Then I can totally fade him. All right. You agree with that, Big T? I think I know I keep talking about rules in this lineup HQ, but I think I've gotten better with it over the year. And I think it's paid off a ton with, with showdown wins and stuff, but I can't stress the importance enough of these rules. Like for example, a rule I know for sure I'll have because I think it's going to be run heavy. I mean, my mind isn't going to change on that really from here to Sunday, but say, I think it's run heavy. There's no way any team I make is going to have Manny and Debo on it. So I'm going to set a rule. No, one, one max between those two. I don't need either one, but one max. And that way I'll get a pretty even distribution of them. I might even like put their same, like right now they're projected 12 and 11, basically. Maybe I just make them both 12 or, or wherever the, whatever the projection is and try to get an even amount of them, but never two. And I do tons of that. Like I'll, I'll put in Bourne in that group. I'll put in all those crappy pass catchers, not more than one of them. And all those rules add up. Like, so say I'm sitting there thinking it right now, I'll put it in there. So Sunday when I come to build the teams, I'll already have some rules in there that I might not remember because all these, all these add up. San Francisco yeah. running backs. I don't want three on any team because I'm going to project them pretty. I'm going to project them higher than most would. I don't want three of them though because you're skewing the projections to where I don't think three of them can get it there, but I think two of them can. So you need to have that rule in there: two max running backs, one one to two, or two two where you don't get three. So all that stuff adds up a ton. And you need to take the time to do it. Like a lot of people think with showdown, you just throw it in there and get lucky. But there's a lot more that goes into it. And I think that it, it's led to some success throughout the year, all these little things. And you're doing all of these in the in the player groups tabs. I I know a lot of people like Britt and other people are way better with it. But I love player groups. I do it for NBA. I do it for everything where – I just like how I can control it. Like I can put exactly what I want. Like say I like an NBA game tonight and I want two guys from the, the same team on all teams rather than because chop shows you guys another option where you go to build rules and put two max from a team or whatever. I like to take it a step further and like put all my names from that team and then do like two to three or one to two or lineup HQ is just, it's so good. And you need to take advantage of, of what it gives you. There it is. That's why Big T, the king of integrated product placement promos right there, just perfectly seamless. Uh, now, Chop, I know Big T is going to be hooping in Nashville. Do you do you hoop at all? First off, can we edit out that part where he complimented Britt? We can't be having that. I don't. <laughs> I, no, I got to give credit, though, because honestly, this is the truth. I make fun of Britt about his, his dumb little ears and his, his, all the stuff he's got going on. But he did. And to start this year, I'll give him credit. I was terrible at multi-entering stuff. He gave me a little – he took time out of his day and helped me for about an hour. And I, and throughout the year, I've gotten better. But it all started with him showing me how to do it. So I got to give the man credit, Chop. All right, fair enough. He got you some of that. He got he won you some giblets. I right, give, give him his property. He ain't going to hear it because he's on his Disney honeymoon. So. <laughs> he's anyway, on the Disney boat right now. He's on the Disney boat. How about no, that, Chop? No TVs, no gambling, no nothing. He's on the Disney show. Did you hear this, though? This guy posted it. He said, what am I supposed to do on my honeymoon with no gambling? <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe check Maybe check what you're doing on your honeymoon there before you sign up for that. Maybe that's what you do, man. But, yeah, I don't – hooping, man, whew, I, I used to love to hoop. I'm so – I don't know if my body's got it in me anymore. But Dave Potts was out there, Chop. You can get out there. Oh man, they pot's a lot thinner than me. You know, this is extra this extra weight I'm carrying around. It's tough these days, man. Chop, maybe you and Kitchen can do like a half court split where one of you is all time offense, the other's all time defense, and you don't both have to run up and down. I don't know, man. That guy I saw, I saw the workout video. He's in pretty good <laughs> no, shape these that days. Thing was pathetic. I, I saw that. He's in pretty good shape these no. days. He's got some good calves on him now. I don't know if I can hang with that. He's wearing skinny jeans, like walking at the slowest pace. How does this dude not still play bad? I'm still mad at him from last year when this dude's lived there his whole life. We asked for a basketball court, and this guy somehow can't get us in his old high school or middle school or church or anywhere. Like, this guy, he just doesn't come through. Yeah, it's uh, he does disappear whenever uh, it's time to play. But uh, I'll, I'll be there looking forward to uh, to hanging out, hooping, 
um, all that. What about good this stuff. mile run, this six minute mile? Don't be forgetting about that. Yeah, we gotta we gotta nail that down if that's happening because I need to you know maybe. Oh, it's focus. happening. Is it happening? Yeah, I want to see Chop. How, how quick do you think he can run? Don't tell him anything. How quick do you think he can run a mile? I mean, I have no idea the physical conditioning he's in. Look at him. Haven't you seen him in that video? Well, it was Mans, but Mans was in a bathtub. That's a whole whole different person. That's a whole different person right there. But uh, I I mean, I don't know anything. All I know is when you go to a high school track, if if you walk around it four times, that's a mile. I cannot run around it one time, so I'm not (laughs) any judge. I can't judge anybody's time out there. Don't be gun shy. Tell me a time. Oh, man. Uh, how old, how, how old are we talking? How old are you, man? He's in good shape. 32 years old. Oh, you're a young guy. Okay. I give you, I give you, I give you a, see, I've seen, I've seen people do it before. So I, would I say love I put you on the spot. Cause you one time know. around, one time around, it usually <laughs> takes him about three minutes. I'll, I'll say, I'll say 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Oh, child. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're asking. Let's get some action down, child. <laughs> I'm not betting. I'm, I'm not the line setter here. I'm just Crane saying what I'm running in 12 minutes. Job. Crane you could, could walk, not. If you Crane could walk can a run, mile in 12. If, I can't walk a mile. If Crane can run an entire mile without stopping, <laughs> no, I, I would bet that he cannot make it. I saw Bale, I saw the one video a couple years ago where Jonathan Bales couldn't even make it a mile. Oh. Right? Didn't he bail out after less than there. a mile? Yeah, he he shot his wad for sure. Well, yeah, that go. was after he realized, yeah, he couldn't win. But, I mean, that was when Brandon Adams ran at, what, 535, something absurd? Yeah. There's, supposedly um, Adams is an elite athlete, so I don't know, man. Yeah. All right. We need to figure out these terms then, Big T, because if I, I need to actually commit myself to doing this. Because I'll tell you right now, I, I couldn't run walk outside and do it this very second. So. I mean, I, that, that's he said twelve minutes. That's all. I knew he was going to throw a good one. That's why I asked. He the bet chop was six minutes. Like you, the, man, like, the man just like told Chops me, Brand, better. <laughs> Brand, he, the man just told me Brandon Adams, an elite athlete who does tennis and all this other stuff, took him five thirty-five. You're not giving him that much more leeway than Brandon Adams. That's that's a tough line. because right the man has an eight pack. Like yeah, he's, you're right, he's you're chiseled. Right, I don't know. I'm torn here. I'm torn here. I, I just know. I just, I just know that I there's no it. way. I just know that there's no way. If I can't make it around that track four times, no way Crane's making it around. Four. No, no I, way. I was joking about it. Crane would kill over dead, but hundred percent. What's my What's my line, Pete? I would set you at. I'd set you at nine thirty. Nine thirty. Oh man, the problem is I might kill over too. Nine thirty. <laughs> All right, guys. That's not we much will, love, though. I might have to. We might have to do a duel here, a, a mile duel on like Saturday before the thing. That actually, do you know what? That would be way better if we figure out to spot you whatever the line is, and then you and mm, me race. There you go. Oh, that's that'd be awesome. I mean, you can't. That's what I'm saying. If you're doing it in six, and I'm doing it in nine thirty, like if you spot me three and a half minutes, like no, there's I, no way you're beating me. No, that's. Uh, yeah, that's too much. I need to yeah, there's your- no, like if you just let me go for three thirty, like there's no way you're catching me. There's no chance, unless I just completely run out of gas. You're right. We need to come up with an accurate head start time and then do it as a race. But if I run it in, I mean, even in like in like college, in good shape, I wasn't running it in probably like six thirty. And like this was fifteen years ago, though. Like yeah. I, eight or nine minutes, like probably eight and a half minutes. So if you gave me a two and a half minute head start. Probably would be a decent line, in all fairness. I'll, how about I give you a a 400-meter one-lap head start? Uh, I don't think I can win with one one lap. That's a big – that's a lot of – that's a quarter of a mile. I'm fat, Chop, but he's in good shape. Like, <laughs> you play basketball at the YMCA I do play every basketball. day, man. Like, we're not talking about – like, basketball is different, though. Like, you, you get you up can, and down the court. You don't sell I yourself get up short and down, on this. But don't sell yourself short. It's, do it's it. It's different than just – one full I got lap. faith in you. I got faith in you, man. I mean, Big T. I think regardless of what happens, we each have to release a hype video. You know, that's people will love the yeah the hype. Bitch. Can we spike the jump rope? But the, <laughs> people would love this if we filmed it and you gave me like a lap. I think a lap and a half might be the number. No, I, I don't know. I need to think about it. Yeah, we'll do something. Do. People will love it though. All right. Yeah. Let's let's plan on this for like Saturday. Uh, Saturday, basically right after I land, because then we got to start eating and drinking after that. Oh yeah, well, let's do it. We're All right, we'll be good. we'll be in touch. We'll figure it out, fellas. Thank you for uh, for hopping on. 
Uh, good luck this week in showdown, guys. We will ship it, and then uh, I, I can envision the title right now. How much? How much is first for the three max? It's probably like twenty k or something. Not, nothing too crazy, but. Do you think? Do you think we can get a headline on Roto Grinders? Oh, if I you ship, ship it, it, we're getting it. All right, there it is. It's it's headline season, guys. Uh, all right, thank you for tuning in. Bankroll challenge for Chop for Big T. Thanks, producer Devin. Thanks to the Discord chat. We will see you on the track. Thank you.